0: Do not fear what you are about to suffer. About to suffer. Well, now that sounds wonderful. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. And in the age to come, eternal life with persecutions? Do you ever just want to run and hide? <laughs> You know, with persecutions about to suffer can't we just receive the houses and the brothers and the sisters and the mothers and the children and the lands without the persecutions and the suffering wouldn't that be good yeah but you get eternal life too great but with persecutions <laughs> well not the eternal life suffering Paul wrote to the Philippian believers, It has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in Him but also suffer for His sake. (laughs) Suffering is granted. Isn't that nice? Like it's some kind of good thing. You know, where's a cave? Where's a closet? Where's a hole where I can hide? The apostles were beaten Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Jesus' brother James wrote, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Peter said, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Rejoice? I don't want to rejoice when sufferings come. I want to hide. (laughs) Where can I hide? Where can we hide? 3,000 years ago, the psalmist wrote, Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes that they have devised. For the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul, and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper at all times. Your judgments run high out of his sight. As for all his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. He sits in ambush in the villages, in hiding places. He murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in his thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws him into his net. The helpless are crushed, sink down, and fall by his might. He says in his heart, God has forgotten He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord. O God, lift up your hand. Forget not the afflicted. Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, you will not call to account? But you do see. For you note mischief and vexation, that you may take it into your hands. To you, the helpless commits himself. You have been the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoer. Call his wickedness to account till you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. Where can we hide from the wicked, from the, the evil they create, from being crushed, helpless, from sinking down under the pain and the hurt? Where can we hide? In the Lord. Before Jesus said, Do not fear what you are about to suffer, he said unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write the words of the first and the last, who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich, and the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. These people had already suffered tribulation, poverty, and slander. And it's about to get worse. (laughs) Smyrna, along with Philadelphia, hears no correction from the lips of the glorified Christ. Whatever things they may have been doing wrong, Jesus thought so minor that they weren't worth mentioning. But of those who caused their suffering, Jesus had much to say. We'd better talk about who they were. Genetically, politically, culturally, they were Jews. They congregated at synagogues. But the overwhelmingly powerful one who died and came to life says their synagogue belongs to Satan. When he was in his pre-resurrection body, Jesus told a group of Jews something, the echoes of which we hear in the letter to Smyrna, you are of your father, the devil and your will is to do your father's desires (laughs) the apostle Paul built on this when he wrote to the church in Rome no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly nor is circumcision outward and physical but a Jew is one inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit not by the letter his praise is not from man but from God That's a true Jew. This is important because before Jesus' death and resurrection, before that first Pentecost, after he ascended to heaven, the people of God were Jews. But not all the Jews. For all Jews who truly believed and followed God, then believed in Jesus and became Christians after his resurrection. So what Jews are left. That's right. Those doing the will of their father, the devil. Those of the synagogue of Satan. Here's an interesting example. First, understand that Jews had a special legal relationship with Rome and the entire empire whereby they were exempt from Rome's religions. They did not have to follow the religions of Rome and that included emperor worship. So about 50 years after John sent these letters, a Christian pastor named Polycarp was denounced by the Jews for defaming the emperor and the Roman religion by refusing to worship the emperor. <laughs> what a hypocrite. Then, even though it was the Sabbath, they helped gather wood to burn him at the stake. And gathering wood on Sabbath was strictly against their own little rules, the way that they interpreted the Old Testament laws. But to kill a Christian? Yeah, they'd make an exception. (laughs) They were, in truth, a synagogue of Satan. Like we said last week, the number one problem the church has is the false church. But Jesus told the believers in Smyrna, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. They've got tribulation and poverty and slander and things are about to get worse. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Remember how Jesus introduced himself to this church the first and the last who died and came to life. The very center of Christianity is the resurrection of Christ. Only one who died and rose again can promise a crown of life on the other side of the grave. Jesus alone conquered death and the grave. And that Jesus said, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do but i will warn you whom to fear fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell yes i tell you fear him don't fear what you are about to suffer the worst they can do is kill you and you do know what happens after death don't you this life is temporary Joy, pain, suffering, pleasure. Even death is temporary. But after death, well, eternity is forever. (laughs) If someone is going to be afraid, well, it shouldn't be us. (laughs) The things, the junk, the suffering that happens in this life, even that which would draw us away from Christ, We don't have to be subject to them. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God is faithful. this tempting, this testing, same word, does not have to overwhelm us. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested in. For ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. They didn't imprison people back then in order to drive them to penitence, like penitentiary, where you're supposed to be sorry you did it. They were arrested to await trial or death 10 days of tribulation this apocalyptic type of literature isn't much used today rounded numbers like this are intended to give a feeling as well as information so they didn't hear exactly 240 hours after it starts this tribulation will be over that's that's not what they heard they heard that the pain the loss the trouble of this life is short that's what they heard but the victory that Jesus the Christ gives lasts forever. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and may share His sufferings, becoming like Him in death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now I know, Paul was coming from a different angle. But can we not hear the same encouragement here? By all means, grasp the victory. When the trouble comes, hide in Jesus. The body will feel the pain, okay? (laughs) But our souls, we can hide in Him. There was one other church, a group of believers, who found no correction in the words of Christ and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, the words of the Holy One, the true One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. This open door that they have where does it lead well let's come back to that in the meantime there's a promise here in which all churches could participate and it sounds strange to our ears so we'll discuss it a little behold I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not but lie behold I will make them come and bow down before your feet and they will learn that I have loved you We know, thanks to Smyrna, the whole Synagogue of Satan thing, there are entire churches who say they believe in the one God, who are, whether they know it or not, actually following the devil. Entire churches. But what does this mean? Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. This is the second behold in this one sentence, if you didn't notice so it sounds like Jesus is serious about this. So what is it? What is this? <laughs> Come and bow down. This is a picture of victory, like armed conflict victory. They would bow down before those who defeated them. Remember that psalm we read at the beginning? How does one hide from the wicked and their destructive behavior? In the fact that the Lord is King Forever, he will crush the enemy he will comfort the downtrodden the poor and the helpless don't fear the one who can but kill you fear the one who will crush the ultimately unrepentant they will learn that the Lord Jesus Christ loves us the very first thing any human ever heard Satan say was, did God actually say? (laughs) Do you really think God loves you? Do you honestly believe in this life-after-death trap? Are you so stupid that you think you'll live forever in some paradise? Do you really think God loves you? Yeah, (laughs) I do. And one day you will learn that he loves me. Jesus said to that ancient church, because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell in the earth. Hide my soul in Jesus. Could this mean I won't suffer through the terrible trouble coming on the world? Could this mean the church will be raptured before the Great Tribulation? Well, it could. But there are a few problems. <laughs> How could one keep Jesus' word about patient endurance unless there's something to endure? And keep you from, does that for sure mean remove you from? Or could it mean protect you? you from not let the trouble overwhelm you but provide a way of escape and isn't testing supposed to be good for a Christian isn't it supposed to refine our faith make it pure besides hour of trial are we even sure that means the great tribulation I do believe that the church will be raptured before the start of the tribulation. Pretty probably. But but this is not a scripture to go for for absolute proof. It's a scripture that shows us where we can hide our souls. That's what it shows. Jesus said, I will keep you from the hour of trial. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. Jesus said to them, I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Hold fast what you have. The victory is yours. All you have to do is make it to the finish line, (laughs) which you will do if you're his. Satan tests us, and yeah, he uses people, wicked people but it is satan who unloads on us and he thinks it will crush us fool and all the fools who follow him do they not understand don't they know who we are don't they know our destiny blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power At the end, Jesus will say, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, to the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the fatherless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral sorcerers, idolaters and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Those who recognize their need will find their thirst quenched. They will find themselves children of God. But it is true. If one rejects the second birth, if they refuse to hide their souls in Christ, they will be plunged into a second death. But if our spirits rest in him, They will need no light of lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. Even now Jesus cries out, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. He who testifies to these things says, Surely, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Soon but not yet. (laughs) Now, we, like those believers so long ago, suffer tribulation and poverty and slander. Later, we'll consider the end of each of these letters, listening to the Spirit and seeing that which the victor will grasp. For now, let's get a sneak peek, a little preview of the joy to come Let's go back to where we started, but look in the distance to the goal. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. Come, Lord Jesus. But for now, And until then, I will hide my soul in Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you that you sent your Son. Thank you that you chose us, that you draw us to you. Thank you that you have given us a second birth. And we will never see the second death. But we will live forever with you in a glory that's greater even than what we have here. And there are some glorious things in this life, but they are nothing compared to what we will have. Thank you, Father, for the joy you give us now in knowing that we are yours and the joy that you will give us when once we are there. Thank you, Father, but let us hide our souls in Jesus now. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.
1: Where can I hide?